Uh, all right, shoot. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Said I didn't bring my Glock with me. Funny. It's not really funny, but you said shoot, so that's what I thought of. <laughs> P. Funny. No, not really. So how's everything going? Uh... It was a good Christmas. Cool. Yeah, my Christmas sucked, but you know that's what I thought was gonna happen. So. What? No herbage? No. But you know, still the herb is just a fantasy world. You know, the real world is still fucked. Unless I figure out a way to do something about the real world, that you know, that's always going to be uh, the major thing I got to deal with. How to, I just got to figure out how to make the real world okay, and I don't know really how to do that where I'm at right now, but <laughs> but uh, that's the way it is. And they sent me a letter saying that they're trying to fuck me out of $1,500, which ain't gonna stand. Okay, so what are you gonna do about them trying to fuck you out of $1,500? File an appeal. Okay, so now you gotta go back to your lawyer again? Or you gotta find a lawyer now? Yeah, I gotta find a lawyer. Okay, so how do you go about finding a lawyer? I'll just take the one that was recommended to me. Okay. Sounds cool. So you got to get in touch with them? Like Monday or so? or Yeah, tomorrow. Or probably after the vacation? Or I don't know, like, how long? I don't think you'll get, be able to get much done on Christmas, between Christmas and New Year, but... Uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, like, do you have to get it done really fast or else it won't happen, or... Not really, because the... Wheels are already in motion for me to get paid, but it's just they're trying to claim that three months I was in the hospital and I wasn't because that's fucking impossible. Okay, so you got to prove to them that you weren't in the ho- in the mental hospital for three months. Yeah. Okay. Like literally, so I was. Like, the paperwork even shows that I was working for two out of those three months. It's ridiculous. Okay, so you're only in the mental hospital for one month. A little over a month. Okay, so for a month and maybe two weeks. Not even that. So a month and a week. About. Okay. So you just gotta, like, show them that proof, and and that should help, but... So you're gonna probably try to do that after the after uh, after New Year's. Nah, I'll start it tomorrow. I mean, do you think anybody will be there in the office to take it? Or well, it's not New Year's yet. Right. On. 
Well, no, but I mean, I don't know, like, if they're, you know, like, how many people got, like, two weeks off or whatever. Or doing a full-on vacation to see their families and shit and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I'm not sure, but most businesses are usually open. Right on, right on. Just New Year's Eve, summer closed, and New Year's Okay, Day. I can't hear you. So it's just New Year's Day is usually when people aren't working. Okay, well, New Year's Day is a Saturday, I think. Because Christmas was, like, whenever Christmas is on a Saturday, the New Year's Day is on a Saturday. Yeah, New Year's Day is on a Saturday. So, yeah, I didn't, uh... Didn't do much for Christmas, just, you know, normal, you know, just nothing heavy. But, you know, I'm not really a Christmas person, so it's all right. And then uh, what else happened? I went and uh, went and what did I do today? I don't know. really didn't do much today either except uh, ate, drank some, drank some Brett's tea, which... Help me to take a good shit. That's why I didn't get back to you. So, that's why it took me. I was about ready to do that when you called. Nice. Oh yeah. So I think I finally got the toxins out of me. <laughs> and uh, I felt like I had toxins in me for the past couple days that needed to get out. And I got out. Thanks to that dude's tea. And. Uh, Went and talked to my old friend Richard uh, Marsala, and he's writing. That? He's still write, working on his book, but it's going slower because the dude that's writing the book is working for a TV news station, and they're having all these hurricanes and floods and all this shit that they're covering. You know, all these weather difficulties that they're covering. So he's got to help them do their weather shit in their extreme weather that they're having in in, in uh, wherever it is that he's in. <laughs> doing TV, but in, in the book that he's writing isn't going to be about the time when I was working at the hemp office, like it's going to be more centered on what was happening in the hemp movement during the 70s and early 80s when Jack Hare wasn't really known by that many people, you know, he wasn't that famous at that point and he was just more known among weed activists, but not among, you know, the, the press didn't really start talking to him at until some point after his book came out talked about the hidden history of hemp and all that stuff that they didn't want us to know about in school. That uh, so much of our products came, were made from the same plant that's marijuana or that they called marijuana and that hemp and marijuana was the same plant and uh, history tried to take that out of the books and all that. So, uh, but he's focusing his, it looks like they're focusing their book on what was happening in the hemp movement during the 70s and early 80s, which was way before I, you know, I was around the time he's talking about is when I was still, uh, that was probably around the time I was uh, just getting into first to seventh grade and I was still kind of more a straight edge wannabe punk rocker at that point. <laughs> kind of a poser punk rocker because <laughs> I still didn't know most of the real music and most of the shit I knew was like 
new wave and whatever k-rock was playing at the time which k-rock was playing some good stuff at the time but like the a lot of really heavy shit that was keeping rock alive is shit i didn't really know about back then in 8081 but i probably still heard enough rare shit that they don't play on the radio that i know a bunch of shit that was out back then that they don't play so much but uh those days I wasn't smoking pot. <laughs> I was like all afraid to do it because everybody that I knew that was smoking pot was doing heavier shit. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to make me as stupid as the people doing the heavy shit back in those days. But uh, I never believed it was a gateway drug, but... Well, I didn't think it was a gateway drug, but I thought it would make me as stupid as some of these dudes that I knew that, because, like, just everybody I knew that was smoking pot was also doing all this other shit, and I thought it was all, like, the same level shit. <laughs> so I was, like, afraid to do any of anything. Yeah, I believe those dumbass dare commercials and shit. Well, they didn't really... They didn't have as many commercials back then. Like most of what they had were like the ABC after school special movies and, and you know, the shit on TV mostly like the commercials, like the worst commercial they had back in those days was the, uh, we tip people that were trying to get people to snitch in the late seventies and early eighties. And they were trying to get people to snitch on their neighbors and shit. Go call 1-800-WE-TIP and snitch out your neighbors and all this shit. So, like, they didn't they didn't start the commercials until that one Hollywood actor got busted for coke, and then as part of his jail sentence, he had to start doing these anti-drug commercials. And, like, that's when all that started, probably the fall of when I was in eighth grade, or late summer. But I think we, I, my memories of it were more in the fall of eighth grade. And, uh, that was like the first of the dumb ant, but then the, the dare bullshit didn't happen until the mid late eight, like till 86 when Reagan started his bullshit is when all the dare shit was happening, you know, but I, I believed in all the movies, you know, the shit they showed us at school and shit. I believed all that shit back in those days. It's a weird time period, but, uh, but he was, he was. He got to be interviewed on on uh, KLOS News, and I remember listening to. I probably heard the interview, but I didn't care so much about that shit back then because I was, you know, just like I wasn't really into political shit so much back then, and like the political shit I was into was really stupid, and I like still believe most of what my parents told me, and I was like, just. The only stuff I was paying attention to was really stupid, ignorant people, and I wasn't really very political at that point. So I was, you know, just kind of, I didn't really watch the, you know, I wasn't really paying attention to the news in those days, and I was like, more, you know, just trying to deal with, I don't know, just, just, uh, you know, just interested in, in, I don't know what I was doing at that point. I was like starting to watch mostly just a lot of the show MASH and certain things on TV, but not, I wasn't even watching much TV back then. I mean, I don't know. I probably watched more TV in eighth grade than 
I don't know, like watch more TV when I was 12 and shit than eighth grade. And I don't know, but I still wasn't watching a lot of TV, but I don't know. It was, uh, I'm trying to think what I was, and most I was just concerned with, you know, like I was, had my first, like hit my first heavy depression around that time period. And then, uh, and I still didn't know why I was depressed and I was trying to figure out why that was and shit and just trying to figure all that shit out. And all like all the, that's kind of what was what I was kind of obsessed with at that point. And I still didn't even I still hadn't figured out what I wanted to do or any of that. Like I was just like mostly doing what my parents told me and I don't know, that that's all I was like doing most of the time was just doing what they told me the most time most for the most part and then feeling bad when i wasn't doing what they told me because it was a weird i don't know it was a weird year in certain classes at school and it was just a weird year but uh i don't know so that was a totally different time for me i wasn't involved in that back then but uh, it's good. At least, at least we're still. I think we're still on good terms. Nice. So it's good talking to him. I'm probably not going to be in his book, but because I don't think they're going to focus on any of the stuff that happened in the movement when I got involved. So I didn't get involved in the movement until really, really fall of '94. That's when I got into the into the hemp movement. When I did the, my stint there. Well, what else did you but, do? Man, that's pretty much it. Just talked to him. Ate. Did more of the radio station in my head. Kind of woke up. I know, got out of bed real slow. Is it one more, one of my more heavy depressions? Just, uh, I don't know, thinking about shit. Just thinking about, I don't know, just thinking about, uh, I don't know, just, just thinking about uh, mostly the the woman who I had the best, the longest amount of good. I mean, I was thinking about, you know, Carol too, but mostly, but also like really hit, thinking of the woman I had the longest, really good time in like where, where everything was going, you know, where my life was going good for the longest period of time and just how fucked up it is that she didn't want me and all that and, and that she uh, would rather uh, that she didn't want me because she didn't want people talking about her behind her back about being with somebody that's this is that much younger than her and all this shit. And I remember the story. Yeah, exactly. So it's all that shit that's been go- was going around in my head. So it took me it took me a long time to just to want to get out of bed for that long <laughs> today. Just the crushing depression. Yeah, no, that's about it. The depression was really crushing this morning, so. That's, uh, but that's the real world. 
That's the imprisoning truth. Yeah, like buses were running crazy yesterday. It was and it was only raining. Like there was no snow, but like buses weren't showing up and shit like that and waiting for no good reason. Well, they're probably all on Sunday schedule. And then uh No, they were on the regular Saturday schedule. Well no, today's Sunday. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about yesterday. Isn't it? Or it's today Saturday. No, it's Sunday, right? Yeah, it's Sunday. I'm talking about yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Oh, you're talking about Christmas. Okay, well, Christmas was so... You know, Christmas was just fucking... Christmas. <laughs> you know, it's just... Uh, all that Christmas shit. <laughs> you know, I wasn't doing Christmas. So I just did... Stayed here and wandered around in my head and... Came... Back sometime after ten. Yeah, like got some presents and shit like that. Which now it makes me feel lame because I'm probably gonna have to pay my deposit because my sober living still hasn't fucking said when they're gonna pay my damn deposit. Okay, so how do you deal with the sober living people then? Because everybody seems like they're flaking on you. <laughs> so it's like you got to get on everybody's ass to get shit done that they say they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, then, so that's two people you got. You got to worry about your the SSI people that want to fucking not let you get your your that want to fuck you over a bunch of money that they owe you, and then you got to worry about. Uh, Yeah. You gotta worry about. Sorry, I'm not probably not talking where the phone is. Let me kind of get some water and figure out how to deal with this. Uh, probably should be drinking a hell of a lot more water than you. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, so you got to deal with the SSI people that are trying to j- screw you out of a bunch of thousand dollars, and then you got to deal with the uh, sober living people that aren't doing what they said they were going to do and paying your your security deposit to get in your the crappy apartment you're in now. <laughs> The, uh, so yeah, that's that. crappy. So you got to get all, you got to like get on their ass about everything. <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, that's just the main it. thing is having to wait longer to get my damn money. It's like, I know I'm going to win because I can easily just get the fucking, uh, uh, I can easily get the paperwork from the hospital and turn that in because there was no other hospital I went to. I've been going to the same mental health provider for a year. I definitely wasn't in no ER or anything. 
Uh, it's just like, I don't even know where they're even getting this information to have made that decision. Uh, let's see. Yeah, got some presents. Watched Spider-Man No Way Home, which was really good. I won't say really good. It was good. Okay. I mean, I'm, I really never liked any any Spider-Man movies I've ever seen. <laughs> well, the newer Spider-Man movies are more funny than all the others. It could be, but I just can't get into any of those characters. I don't think I'd want to hang out with any of those dudes. Mm, yeah, probably not. Because usually the super nerdy types are... I never got along with them. I don't know. Like, I like the nerdy types. Cause, I mean, because I started out... I was like a heavy nerd in elementary school and was still kind of that way. Or a lot that way up until ninth grade or so. So... And even when I got in ninth grade, especially after 10th grade, I still liked those dudes in a lot of ways because, I don't know, in some ways I could relate to them, in some ways I couldn't. Like, I wasn't one of the, I mean, I was, but I was more like a stoner nerd. I was, like, more on the nerdy side of, of, of the stoners. But uh, I wasn't, like... A full-on, like, the regular nerds, you know? So it's like, I related to some of their shit and some of their shit I didn't relate to, but there were still, like, certain people in school that were nerds that were probably better, treated me better than most of the other people in school, so I still hung out with them. Sometimes, although I didn't hang out a lot with them, and I, I saw how people fucked them over the way they fucked me over through most of high school and junior high, and I felt like a sol solidarity to them. You know, even though sometimes friends of mine would participate in all the shit that fucked with them, which kind of sucked, but. And I felt a solidarity. And I remember one friend that. Like, people would get women to talk to him and then get him to show up somewhere, and then they'd, like, not show up or they'd come and laugh at him and leave and, you know, that kind of shit. The same kind of shit that I was getting when I'd ask for a woman's phone number and she'd give me the time number and shit. You know, so it's like. I still, in a lot of ways, in some ways, related to those characters, but not... When I look at the dudes in the Spider-Man movies, I still just can't relate to any of them. Even the nerdy character, I just still can't relate to them. I mean, I relate more to the Revenge of the Nerds characters as much as the women want to fucking take that away from us, too, because, God damn it, how dare we... Uh... You know, we the people that they consider losers shouldn't should always be without any chicks, whatever happens, and, and, you know, whatever. We shouldn't be able to try to get, I don't know, they just want to take something else away from us, but I don't know. That's still who I kind of related to, but I don't know. Uh, this Spider-Man is a little different from the other ones because he actually tried to kill one of the villains in this movie. Because it was like a multiverse Spider-Man movie. So they had like every Spider-Man from all the different years. 
in that one movie. And, like, basically the first Spider-Man had to stop him. <laughs> like, literally, he was about to kill the Green Goblin and stab him with his glider. Uh, and then the original Spider-Man had to stop him from doing it and shit. Uh, so this Spider-Man's more murdery. Okay, but I don't know, but still... It's still a cheesy superhero character, and it's still not really psycho murdery, so I still don't relate to it. You know? Yeah, it wasn't psycho, it was more revenge. You there? Yeah, can you hear me? Not really. You said it wasn't psycho, but it was, it was kind of in and out, so like, that's all I heard. I don't know if you said something else after it wasn't psycho. I said it was more revenge than psycho. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't get that. Just that kind of revenge is too vague and too... Too like, yes, it's part of a movie script, so nobody's going to criticize it. Because <laughs> it's a movie, and everybody knows it's a movie, and it isn't. Oh, it's like Real the Green Goblin from the original Spider-Man movie. Like, he gets brought back to life in a different dimension, but then... He kills, like, this Spider-Man's, like, the new Spider-Man's on May. So he just tries to kill him because of that. So it's just, you know, it's just a cheesy, you know, gonna pay you back for murdering my aunt thing, you know? But, uh, yeah, then I went to church today. That was good. Well, I could barely stay the fuck awake. <laughs> well, that's why you gotta come with a pillow. You, know? you gotta come with a pillow and a blanket. <laughs> I would have told him to stop for an energy drink if I'd known I was gonna be that tired. And I didn't go to a meeting today because I was just feeling fucking tired and wanted to eat. And then I was just binge watching that show, The Great, about Catherine the Great, like the Empress of Russia, which is basically a comedy, but sometimes it's based off of true events. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, but uh, that's all I did today. My martial arts student brought me 10 bucks and a coffee cup and some food. Cool. Yeah, that was tight. So now I ain't got to particularly pinch my pennies until I get paid. The only thing I watch, I watch the uh, Ray Charles movie, which I already saw, so it like, wasn't anything new. Yeah, it's still was, a pretty good movie. It, it kind of, like, helped me bide my time while I was staying in bed and kind of going through the, my depression, so. It's like, let's all do heroin. Ding, 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 ding. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. It does make sense, although killing yourself makes more sense than doing heroin because that's more permanent. Although if you do heroin and kill yourself, then that's permanent. But if you wind up like that, that chick that was a singer with the Raylettes that overdosed, that see, that's a permanent solution. You overdosed and died. That's permanent. That does something. You never have to feel pain again. Good way to die. Of course. Uh, welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. I'm Kyle Chaos. And today we're going to dive into the news, which is Yahoo. Oh, yeah. Good. Although we'll only spend about an hour and a half on that. Okay, well, we'll see see what we can cover in this. I don't know how much we covered. I think we only covered one story. How many stories did we cover in Yahoo last time? Uh, quite a good amount. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, we had to do an hour and a half. Okay. Holder, we're at a moment of reckoning in America. Okay. I guess we got to figure out who's Holder and what what are we, what are they talking about? Democrats say they are serious about state elections, but are they too late? Okay, yeah, let's go into this because I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what this what they're talking about. <laughs> but it sounds like it's important. So what's in the article? Uh, starts off talking about Obama years, which isn't relevant to now. No, it might be. It depends, like, could be a precursor. So what, what are they saying about the Obama years? Late on November 8th, 2016, the mood inside President Barack Obama's West Wing turned grim. Hillary Rodham Clinton was coming up short. The realization was growing that Donald Trump would be elected president. Suddenly, David Seamus, Obama's political director, pumped his fist and called out yes. A cautious cerebral lawyer Seamus was not known for attention getting exultation. Asked why he was cheering, he deadpan. We just won a North Carolina Supreme Court seat. Incongruous as it was, the moment of triumph in a relatively minor contest reflected a growing concern among Democratic leaders. All the way up to Obama, that their party needed a more assertive strategy for the end of decade redistricting fights to come. But as Democrats awakened to the depth of their plight, they found that learning to think small was easier said than done. Hopes of big gains at the state level in 2020, a crucial year for redistricting, did not materialize. Liberal voters showed they were less hungry to win those races than they were to oust Trump. 
Now, however, state-level contests such as those for governor's offices, legislatures, and courts are suddenly moving from the edge to the center of American politics. And the ongoing tussle over political maps is just one front in a larger conflict as Trump pushes his false claims of a stolen 2020 election. What was once seen as, at most as a decennial scrum for for partisan advantage in the provinces of government is transforming in some Democrats' minds into a twilight struggle for the future of American democracy. We're at a moment of reckoning in America from former Attorney General Eric Holder said during a recent fundraising event for the National Democratic Redistricting Committee. Okay, is he the Attorney General that was Attorney General when Obama was President? Or was he an Attorney General in the early point when in an earlier part when uh, Biden was President? We had the same Attorney General since Biden was elected or we had any different has it been different no it's a different attorney general okay so this is one for obama yeah okay so what was he saying we're at a moment of reckoning in america former attorney general eric holder said during a recent fundraising event for the national democratic redistricting committee a group he formed that became the primary locus of Obama's political activity when he left the White House. I'm not being hyperbolic or alarmist. I think our democracy is on the line. Okay. That might be true in, like, the southern states, probably, and in the Midwest. (laughs) Fundraising appeals on behalf of the Democratic... Hmm? I'm also thinking our democracy is on the line thanks to the uh, coronavirus restrictions, too. So in both ways, our democracy is, is on the line for, you know, from the Republicans going against our democracy and trying to keep uh, poor people from being able to vote in the South and the Midwest to uh, in where the Democrats are running things, them trying to turn our country all communist in uh, New York and San Francisco and California and Washington and Oregon and a lot of the Democratic places, our democracy is on the line. So I think our democracy is on the line from attacks from both the Democrats and the Republicans. Anyway, so what else does the article say? Fundraising appeals on behalf of Democratic legislative candidates note the fact that at least six Republican state lawmakers were in Washington on January 6th and that Republican-led states from Arizona to Georgia have passed laws tightening the rules around voting. Yeah, now that is a really lame thing the Republicans are doing in the countries where they're running things. And that is really a problem. The Democrats are right that that's a problem. <laughs> And revelations about Trump's ad hoc efforts to overturn the previous presidential election are fueling fears that in a rematch of 2020, Trump might conspire with GOP state lawmakers to alter the outcome illegitimately. Like they said, he stole the original election that he won. Yeah, 
So it's just, ah, the Democrats say that the Republicans are cheating. The Republicans say the Democrats are cheating. Yeah, I know. I mean, this is, it's been like that ever since the Bush, or for the most part with a few elections, you know, ever since the Bush-Gore election. And I didn't believe the Democrat or the Republicans, or I didn't believe the Democrats when they said it in the, in in 2000, and I don't believe the Republicans when they're saying it now. So I think both sides are, are full of shit on that. We believe the right wing is signaling a strategy to steal the election through state legislatures in 2024, said Daniel Squadron. Mm-hmm. A former New York State Senator whose group, the state's project, has announced plans to raise $30 million to support Democratic candidates in state legislative races in 2022. Okay. Yet it remains to be seen whether such dire warnings will move voters, selling rank-and-file Democrats on the importance of offices such as state senator and state Supreme Court justice has proved daunting in the 2020 campaign cycle. Donor show showered Amy McGrath, a doomed Democratic candidate for Senate from Kentucky, with $96 million, dwarfing the $51 million raised by the National Democratic Party Committee responsible for aiding candidates for legislative seats in all 50 states. And Democrats tend to suffer disproportionately from roll-off, a phenomenon in which voters fail to complete their ballots without withholding their votes from candidates at the bottom of the ticket. Like, the thing for me, I mean, and the thing is, I don't know anything about Amy McGrath, what her issues are or were. So it's like not knowing what her issues are that's going to not help me figure out whether it's a, an election that matters. Because this is the problem with the Democrats. In a lot of their elections, it's like you have a choice. Uh, it's like, you know, when you're voting between a Republican or a Democrat, it's like, or two Democrats sometimes, it's like you have somebody that no matter who you win, you don't really have a choice because they're all going to do pretty much similar shit that's going to fuck you over. So it's like there's not really a choice of who to vote for. I mean, with the exception of, like, maybe George Gascon for for district attorney or uh, last – I remember in the, in the 2016 election when Loretta Sanchez was running for Senate – I voted for her, and unfortunately, uh, Kamala Harris won instead of Loretta Sanchez, which uh, really bummed me out because when it was, oh, great, you know, Kamala, it was two Democrats, and Loretta Sanchez talked about more real issues, and uh, uh, Kamala Harris was talking the same fucking bullshit that I hear from all the mainstream Democrats that's just the same fucking bullshit, and it was like, but I felt like there was a choice, but then my side lost again. So, so it's kind of, uh, but, you know, when I voted for Gascon, my vote mattered, I guess, in that position. But, 
you know, you never know because a lot of times when you have a choice between two Democrats or a Republican and a Democrat, it's like you have two candidates that aren't any that mean you don't have any choice of who to vote for. Like I remember in the 2013 election uh, when it was a choice between Cindy Montanez and Murray Martinez, there wasn't really a choice of who to vote for. Like they were all going to do the same bullshit and they're all going to like do all the stuff that I hated that was going to fuck me over. So I had no choice of who to vote for. So I couldn't vote for any of them. I wound up having to leave my slate blank because of this, you know, two top two candidates getting the, the, the only choices you have. And you know, when it's the top two candidates, you don't really have a choice. And we got stuck with Murray Martinez and now she might be the mayor of LA. If, uh, 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 Eric Garcetti leaves to do, uh, the ambassador of India, which means that, you know, and she's even worse than Eric Garcetti because as a city council person, she has completely fucked us over and been a complete pig. And it just sucks. I see. That's the end of that article. Okay. So. And that's all it said about about McGrath, and, and that's it? Yeah. Okay. We didn't really learn anything from that article except the Democrats are having a hard time raising money, but we don't know if the Democrats raise the money. Are the issues – is it going to be a, a, a thing where if it's a Democrat versus a Republican where we have a choice of who to – of who to vote for or are we gonna be in a situation where both sides are gonna fuck us over in some kind of way so there isn't really a choice you know that's what it comes down to with who wins whether it's the republicans or the democrats do we have a choice or is it two candidates that are equally gonna fuck us over that they're that for someone like me i'm gonna have to leave that spot on my ticket blank So that's kind of where my head's at. So let's go to the next article. A painting of George Floyd Royals Catholic University. Okay. Uh, I guess. And I'm trying to figure out what's the article about. I mean, is there controversy about having a picture of him at the, at the Catholic University or? Well, because they basically painted him looking like Jesus and having, I guess, his mom holding his dead body and shit. Okay, well, some Christians might be offended, but uh, I don't know. I mean, what the hell? That kind of controversy is cool. And it could be, I don't know, it could be, you know, like, you know, where Jesus in the Bible says, if you look at the you know, wherever the oppressed are, that's who I am. You're where I am and shit. You know, like, I don't know. I mean, what the hell? I don't know. See, like, I don't know. I wanted to do, I wanted to do an album that was called Satan Christ with, uh, with, uh, what was it? Uh, with Hitler on a crucifix. But, uh, <laughs> nice. So that would be just as controversial. 
so who knows or, or the one i like that the republicans were pissed off at when in the 80s when they had a a, a cross uh, soaked in a bottle of piss i thought that was cool and the republicans thought it was lame you know so what was soaked in a bottle of piss a cross <laughs> that was when the republicans were trying to take the uh uh, National uh, Inst- Institute of, of Arts away, funding away. And uh, where, where the big joke was <laughs> the uh, Republicans were being artificial art officials. You know? <laughs> and that was something that the Republicans were really lame about to me. <laughs> Eh, just seems in poor taste. Your taxpayer money funding a, 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 an art thing that goes against Christianity with someone putting a cross in a bottle of urine. Oh my god, that's so horrible. It's just more in poor taste in my opinion. It's like, why don't you burn a cross like a normal person? No, that's what KKK people do. This is more artistic than that. The KKK people aren't artistic. (laughs) I mean, I personally thought that the cross in in a bottle of piss was cool. (laughs) Especially because... And I was like a Jesus hippie back then, but, you know, it's still like... The way that the Christians react to anything fucking up their shit, whether it be the last temptation of Christ or, uh, or, uh, I'm trying to think what other stuff they were. There was some movie that they were offended by in the, the, that was out in 1988. I don't even remember what it was that they were, I remember they were so offended by Monty Python's life of Brian and the Christians were always upset about stupid little shit that just made fun of them. And it's like, I always thought the the Christians were really the Christian Republicans were being really lame and, and being offended by everything. They were starting to act like the Muslims are nowadays. You know, offended when somebody does a cartoon that mocks Allah and shit. It's just like to me the same kind of bullshit. Muhammad. Yeah, mocks Muhammad. That's what it is. It's like the same kind of bullshit. And then Alex Jones' wife is arrested on Christmas Eve for domestic violence. Whoa, so she tried to hit Alex Jones? (laughs) He won't say. Okay. What are the cops saying? (laughs) Right now, do they say what the cops are saying? We'll see. The summary is, I love my wife and care about her, and it appears to be some kind of medication imbalance. The Travis County Sheriff's Office did not immediately respond to a request Christmas Day for the report on Wolf Jones' arrest. 
and a spokeswoman said she could not provide more information. So no, there's not information from the cops. Christmas Day. Well, Christmas is a pretty freaky day anyway, so, you know, look. Not a good day to fight with your girlfriend, but it happens, so, shit. Anyway, let's go to the next article. And resisting arrest as well. COVID fallout's effect on students. Feral... A mess. Okay. Don't even care. This is going to turn into propaganda. And it's like... I mean, it's still fucked up. It's, it's just fucked up that they... Whenever something... Ha- I mean, or maybe it is, maybe it is. I don't know. Like, in a way... I mean, I don't know. In a way... Maybe it's better to see... To, you know, be able to go to school in your own house and, and you know, do it virtually, but still at the same time, you know, because it's still school and it's lame, whatever. Maybe better to go. But then at the same time, I had a lot of good experiences with friends, but they've taken that away because the government won't let you do that unless you do some kind of bullshit. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's like the government telling you, well, if you want to see your friends, then you got to comply and take the depopulation. And if you're, and trying to get the kids against the parents. Like, my parents won't let me see my friends because they're not going along with the government. Why don't we go along with the government so we can see our friends and shit? It's like, this is it's just like the government's being oppressive and they're, they're punishing the kids for it, really. But they can't even trying to get the kids to go along with the punishment to go against their parents who are trying to rebel against a lame government. So it's kind of weird and ridiculous that all this is happening but you know i don't know so it's like in a way i'd want to see my friends but at the same time i mean they just make it so fucked up the way the government pushes its lame policies so it's kind of uh, a fucked up thing but i bet they're going to turn this into propaganda on their side because that's what i see every time i see it on the news where they have they only show or i don't know sometimes they show both sides but Usually it's more showing the people on the side of the government and like, and it's like, oh, it just sucks. I can't see my friend or whatever. Or, but, oh, if my parents would let me get a shot, then I could see my friends. And, you know, it's just kind of become that kind of bullshit. So I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be propaganda. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Where's your head on this? Not like, worth into looking this? into. What is it? Not worth looking into. Okay, let's go to the next article. Employers unsure what to do about isolation for sick staff. Mm. I don't know. This is more... I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to think this might be more propaganda. I don't know where your head's at on it. Because it's still like... I mean, okay, we're all going to die, so I guess certain people are going to are gonna go through this, but then you don't know who's... Because, like, if some of the people are, like, just testing positive and are asymptomatic, then that's, like, fucking, we're going to make you go into quarantine because you might be about ready to die and all this shit. So it's kind of, you know, with them looking for every pariah they can find... You know, it's kind of, or with the government looking for every pariah they can find, you know, using the, uh, 
the bosses to do it, it's kind of uh, screwed up in a way. So I don't know. So I don't know. Should, should we go into this or go go to the next one? Go to the next one. Yeah, let's go to the next one. Drug cartels turning North California into Wild West. Okay. So a lot of gang shit in northern in Northern California right now. Yep. Okay. Okay. Big deal. Should we go to the next article? Yep. Okay. Omicron worsens minefields of family holiday tensions. Okay, so, I mean, that's just because the government's being so anal retentive and, and, uh, you know, you got the side of the people that are on the side of the anal retentive government and the side of people that aren't on the side of the anal retentive government. And, you know, it's like both sides are fighting and it's like, you know, a real fight. And those of us that don't want the Democrats to be so fucking anal retentive are, you know, like, we were ready to fight war over this shit and, and uh, against these people that, that just want to turn, uh, that just want to turn, uh, you know, that are just going along with this oppression that don't really deserve to be safe or healthy. This is what the war is about, so of course it's going to be expressed in family dinners and shit. And, uh, okay. That's, uh, more weirdness, but okay, that's what we gotta fight about and all that shit. And, uh, I don't know, see, now it's like fighting against people like some people that were kind of friends of mine back in the old days. I mean, I think of a couple people that I'm was friends with but because I'm a Satanist now and they're believing morality and shit and because I'm a Satanist I'm not going to go along with this self-righteous morality that the Democrats are putting together and so you know a lot of hippies I'm, I'm finding are winding up being my enemies that I gotta fight against and uh, you know to me I look at it as the bad side of the hippie cultural elite although not all the hippies are on that side but most of the more moral the lame part of the deadheads seem to be on that side, although there's a part of the deadheads that aren't so lame. But God damn it, even the band Fish is going along with this bullshit because they're doing their acid trip right, unlike me. You know, I have to connect my mind to Satan to do my acid trips, so I'm not doing my trip right, according to them. And, you know. So, uh... One can see it that way. So, you know, it's like, this is... I mean, I think about my friend uh, Bill, that as soon as I told him I'm not getting vaxxed, he's like, well, you're immoral, so I can't be your friend anymore. Don't call me back. (laughs) And he's just like a deadhead hippie dude, you know, but he's like, I don't know. He's like really into this morality shit. I guess he can have a good trip with his 
I'm not sure what fucking God he worships that, I mean, I, I really don't understand. I mean, I, his religion at all. It's kind of some weird, cause he's like, a, I don't know. He's a weird dude. He's like, I'm not sure like what he believes is his God, but he believes in some kind of do the right thing, spiritual God that I don't know what the fuck it is, but that's like his trip. And that's like what, he came, the conclusion he came up with with his acid trips and when we first met each other I was still a hippie <coughs> and you know our, our trips were kind of similar but then in, after 2001 when I had the acid trip I realized I couldn't be a Jesus hippie anymore and around that time some point after that is when we started really butting heads with each other on shit or I don't know how long it was when we were butting heads with each other but some point after I left the woman I was with for eight years, it like got more, more and more intense. Like, uh, especially when I was with the, and around the time I was with Angela, like our relationship got more and more intense and in a lot of ways, even before that, even probably the later years when I was dealing with the, you know, like I talked to him on the phone a few times, but now it's like, we're such fucking enemies. Cause he's so moralistic now. And, and, I'm the opposite, you know, like he already knew that after 2001 or whatever, you know, cause I didn't really change my way of looking at it until the fall of 2001. And then in 2002, we weren't really talking to each other. And I, I hung out with him in 2003 and we just didn't talk about that shit most of the time. And then I'm trying to think the last time I saw him was, I don't think we even saw each other when I hung out in 2000. No, two thousand. No, it was two thousand. No, when was the last time I talked to him? Was two thousand one, and then like after two thousand three, we weren't talking. And then I don't know. At some point before I left the woman I was with for eight years, I think he came. He came over to my house in two fall of twenty twelve, right before I left the HUD building, or fall of twenty eleven or fall of twenty twelve. I'm trying to remember when it was. It was either one of those years. I think it was fall of twenty eleven when he came to my house. Now that I'm thinking about it. And then after that, we didn't hang out for a bunch of years. And then when I lived in the trailer park, like I'd see him when we do hemp events, we'd hang out. And the last time I saw him in person is when we were doing a hemp event in uh, 2016, when we we're doing the global marijuana march was the last time I saw him. And like, since then, with all this moralism getting more and more intense and me being where I'm at, it's like, we're just totally not on each other's side anymore you know and it's it's like there's a lot of relationship you know, like most of my relationships with a lot of people have been not very together since especially since around 2015 2016 i've lost a lot of friends because of this moralism and me being on the path that i'm on and, and them being very uh, to me, the cultural elite part of the hippies that I don't like, you know, which I guess makes me not really a hippie at this point, as much as they got good music and good drugs, but uh, <laughs> a lot of other parts of the hippies I don't relate to, and this extreme moralism I just can't get into, but uh, you know, that's the difference between them and me. So. <laughs> Uh, you're just your own entity. 
again, I'm, I'm more of, I've become more of an individual since getting dosed on all that acid. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. I'm Kyle Chaos. <coughs> anyway, I'm thinking, you know, I think it's 2016 was that global marijuana march. This is the last time I saw that dude. That, now we're not talking because of all this extreme... <laughs> I don't know, it's, uh, I don't know, like, the, I'm hoping the media will stop pushing this fear-mongering by February, I'm thinking that's how long they're going to be pushing this for probably the whole month of January till early February, like they were doing it last year, and they'll probably mellow out by February, like, I don't know, but I'm just hoping this fear-mongering stops at some point, because they've made it totally ridiculous now. I think they're going to keep that stick up their ass. I don't know. Like, they mellowed it out last February, so why wouldn't they mellow it out by this coming February? Because not that many people care as much about Valentine's Day, and they've pretty much fucked up Valentine's Day for a lot of people. (laughs) So I don't know. Why do you... I mean, maybe they're going to do something really heavy soon, which really scares me. I mean, I am kind of worried about what heavy shit are the Democrats going to do next to take away our freedom. But I still, I want to be optimistic in thinking that this will blow over by February like it did last year. But they're just hyping it up so heavy. So I don't know, like, what do you think is going to wind up happening by February? Nothing. I I just think things will just carry on as they've been, like. The lack of death from Omicron will probably lessen people's fears, but we'll just be back to where we were before Omicron. Yeah, no, that, that's probably where we're going to be, I'm imagining. But they're going to really push this fear for the next month. You know, the whole month of January, they're probably going to be still pushing all this fear-mongering still. Probably. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, let's go on the next article. Two hospitals declare crisis as coronavirus cases skyrocket. Okay, where where are these hospitals? That's the only thing I want to know. Where are the hospitals? Maryland. What? Maryland. Okay, so that's Maryland. It's still, to me, a bunch of, of fear-mongering, but okay, we're all going to die. Okay, we're all going to die. We Let us have a last good time of our life before we die. What? So we all going to die. Yeah. No, no. I wonder if you could do a... So I was thinking of a bunch of... A couple of Obacron songs. I was thinking you could do it to... Simon and Garfunkel's Kodachrome, it'd be like, Obacron, give us a cough, and sneezes, the most popular diseases, make you think all the world is doomsday, oh yeah, they're getting home testing kits, one 
they're trying to get the booster shots. Who knows if they'll take that Obicron away. Are they going to take that Obicron? Are they going to take that Obicron? Are they going to take that Obicron away? Or you could do, what would be another song? You could do, um, let me think. You could do, I was thinking of another song. We were just talking about the the fear-mongering. What was that last story again? It was the hospitals. So, okay. So, so you could do Country Joe and the Fishes song, maybe. Except I don't know if I can come up with some good words to it. So it's like, uh, let me think. What are they vaxxing for? Don't ask me. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Communism to Uncle Sam. <laughs> and it's five, six, seven. Open up the pearly gates. Well, there ain't no time to wonder why. Whoopee, we're all gonna die. <laughs> so who knows? I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe we get some other lines for that. Maybe that's not, not use the same thing. Cause it's okay. Well, let me think. What would be better lines for the beginning part of it? Because really, the last part of it would the song would fit with it, but the first part might not fit. So I don't know. What could you do with that one? It's uh. Let me think. I don't know. I'd still go with what one, two, three. What are they vaccinated for? But uh, I don't ask. I don't know. Um, because it's it. It's like, uh, uh, oh, maybe we could do it with the German numbers. Ein, zwei, fear. Why is there all this fear? <laughs> or no, ein, zwei, drei. Why is there all this fear? Are we all about to disappear? <laughs> um, I know. Why is there all this fear? Don't ask me. I don't give a damn. Are we all going to disappear? No. Okay. No, no. I don't know. I don't know what we could do, but kind of that same thing. It's that whoopee, we're all going to die because the news is just making everybody think that all of us in this country are going to Shit, if I wind up dying, of the, I can stop all the pain going. phone just said like the connection went down yeah no, I, I think I said something to get the government people pissed <laughs> so let's see um, what was the last thing you heard <laughs> you try to come up with an Omicron song okay okay well that's it the government doesn't want us to make fun of them damn it I bet a lot of Republican talk shows are being jammed on the AM dial-in on satellite radio. Or, you know, like, uh, I don't know. 
I bet Alex Jones' show is being jammed a lot on the AM radio. I bet there's a lot of weird shit. Or if you see a TV show, I don't know. Like, I, I bet... I bet Fox News is having a lot of satellite problems, and I bet... Uh, well, there were some up. months where, like, none of the links on Alex Jones' site worked for a while. Yeah, no, they, they're... I think the government's really trying to jam those dudes out right now. So I don't know. It's uh, very weird. But I don't know. I'm trying to think what would be... Okay. I don't know. It, it's kind of... What's... Uh, I don't know. I can't come up with a good idea for this song, but it's, it's kind of the... Uh, the... Uh, I mean, it is a whoopee. We're all going to die, though, because it's like... That is the vibe, you know? It's like, death would solve a lot of my problems, right? You know, like, at least, cool, if I die, I don't have to live in a world where, uh, where, uh, you know, the, the, the long, you know, the woman that I spent the longest amount of time having a good life with won't, uh, you know, doesn't want to see me because she doesn't want to, uh, because she doesn't want to, uh, have to uh, to uh, have people talk about her behind about about her behind her back because she doesn't because uh, I'm so much younger than her and I don't have to live in I don't I don't have to live life the way it is I don't have to live life you know by myself if, you know, I don't have to live with go through this fucking sadness of being by myself uh, without a chick and all this shit. I don't have to live knowing that, oh, God, you know, the woman that was good to me for fucking seven days, I can't, you know, like, can't get her, get her daughter to even take my calls and shit to respond. And shit. I don't have to live in a world like that. I don't have to live uh, knowing that, you know, these uh, women would rather do something else than fuck me. I don't have to live in a world like that, so. Dying of Obicron would fucking solve all my problems. Shit. Although you probably wouldn't die from Omicron, so regular coronavirus. Or Delta. Whatever. But they're pushing the Obicron now. They're trying to get everybody so scared of Obicron now. Like, that's the new fear they're pushing. So It's like, that's why I think this shit's going to mellow out by February. You know, like that there, there won't be so much fear media hype by February, but for the next, probably the whole month of January, they're going to be still hyping this fear, and, and the government's going to try to do everything to get everybody scared, like what they're doing now, closing the airports and pointing out how many hospitals are being overstretched, and we're all dying, everybody's going to die, like every story's, we're all going to die, every story's, we're all going to die, so it's like, they're going to keep pushing this. Okay, should we go to the next article? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rage at L.A. cops. How can they shoot crazy like that? Okay, yeah, let's 
go into this one. This sounds like it might be important. So let's. Yeah, what's in this article? It's over that Burlington shooting. Burlington shooting? Okay, now which one's this one? Where they shot that girl in L.A. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that is important, though. I mean, even, yeah, we already covered it. So, I don't know, is there anything new or is it the same old shit? No, they're so, just yeah. saying that they're investigating cops. Okay. Let's see if there's anything new or anything anything that we didn't cover in the last last time we covered it. Are we learning anything new? So this is a good time for everybody to chill and, and, and breathe in and breathe out and yawn and stretch. Well, he skims to see if we're finding out anything new about this uh, shooting. No, nothing new. Okay, so we're, we covered this already, so let's go to the next article. But it's still fucked up that it happens, and, and hopefully the cops will be fired or something. At least, and they'll have a trial and all that. And hopefully the cop won't get away with this shit. <laughs> with shooting at that, that girl at the, at the, in the dressing room of that, that mall. A hundred percent immunized naval crew stuck in port amid outbreak. Wait, say again? A hundred percent immunized naval crew stuck in port amid outbreak. Okay. Um. So is this? I don't know. Is this more fear-mongering, or what, do, what should we do with this one? Mm. Oh, fuck. Trying to see what the summary is. Well, it's just showing the hypocrisy of the coronavirus since the crew is fully immunized, but then they have an outbreak on the ship. Okay, so, so like, oh, so they're having an outbreak, though? Yeah. Okay, so they've all done what they're told, and that's still not solving anything, and their immune systems are worse. So, okay, so we're all going to die. Okay, but it's ridiculous that the government still wants people to get these shots when getting the shots isn't helping because people are, that are getting the shots are going to die too. So the only thing that's happening is their immune systems are getting more weak probably because they're getting the shots. So that's kind of that's what's happening. So, okay, uh, should we go to the next article? Yeah. Okay. Lawmaker calls for ban on alcohol on planes. Yeah, great. Because alcohol is sparking a revolution against this bullshit. So, God, they got to take the alcohol away from everybody. Damn. So, uh, 
who's the lawmaker that's trying to ban alcohol on planes now? Because since they got nothing better to do, and oh, they're not going along with our, with our, with our, uh, and, and the drunk people are getting angry because they don't want to go along with our, 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 uh, our, our uh, health restrictions. So yeah, who, who's this lean politician? I bet it's a Democrat. <laughs> Senator Ed Markey, Democrat, Massachusetts. Okay. Okay, Ed Markey, fuck you. You're a lame politician. I got to remember your name. Ed Markey, Ed Markey, Ed Markey from Massachusetts. You're a lame politician. You suck. But okay. I don't know if your name will get into my permanent memory right now because too many things are getting out of my permanent memory because I don't know if this will stay in my permanent memory slot. But uh, damn it, you suck. And Marky, you absolutely suck. Exactly. And I should go to the next article. Like, you got nothing else better to do but find something else to make illegal when people don't go along with the other bullshit you already made. It's like, it's like you had nothing better to do. First, we got to make them wear masks. Then we got to make them, you know, then, then we got, you know, it's like, but they don't want to wear these things. Like, we got to make them assimilate by wearing the mask, but they don't want to assimilate and wear the mask. So, and they're fighting back. So. How do we stop them from fighting? Well, maybe we'll make them all be sober on the plane so they won't be as likely to fight this shit. And... Shit. So they'll just be depressed instead of angry. What's better to make them depressed instead of for them to be angry and actually try to fight back? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. Yahoo's got a bunch of nothing burgers today. Yeah, well, it's a holiday. So, you know, it's it's the day after, it's Boxing Day, damn it. So, uh, it's going to be weird. Immense tragedies are now being passed over in silence. What tragedies? Just as immense. Immense tragedies. Okay, what's this about? Is this another fear-mongering article, or is this something else? On Christmas, Pope prays for pandemics and peace dialogues. Peace, what do they mean by peace dialogues? You know, maybe enough Christians could pray and make it end, but no, the, the, the pandemic is helping the creator so much because it's making all these people like think about him and shit. 
So I think he's going to let this go on, and, and it's helping him to keep a lot of people from 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 doing everything that, that uh, he doesn't want them to do and shit. And it's making all these people like have to go through more and more bullshit to be a good person and all this shit. So I think the horrible creator wants this shit to happen. It, it's just helping him. It's helping get people to be dependent on him and shit. So that's like why they want it. Like he likes when this shit happens. I don't know if he's going to, if the people that are praying for it to end, if he's going to want it to end. Cause I think he likes, you know, even the, the government lockdown, I think he likes cause it's getting more people to focus on him and shit. So, but okay. What, what, what's the article? Cause I'm, I'm trying to figure out what do they, what do they mean by peace dialogue? Or what are they talking about? Pope Francis prayed Saturday for an end to the coronavirus pandemic, using his Christmas Day address to urge health care for all, vaccines for the poor, and for dialogue to prevail in resolving the world's conflicts. Okay. Part of it makes sense, except for this. We please, we will pray for the depopulation of poor people. But okay, maybe he thinks this this shit's real, and okay, so I don't know. Maybe the creator answers prayers and end the the uh, pandemic. But I, I think you know, like all those people that are saying, okay, okay, creator, your will be done. You know, I think he's like the pandemic is helping his will to be done. So I don't think he'll. I have a strange feeling he won't try to end this. But. Uh, I mean, I think the lockdowns are helping his will to be done, and, and the you know, I don't even, you know, I don't know if it's about the pandemic or the lockdowns so much, but okay, either way, it's making his will be done and, and getting a bunch of people to focus on him. So I don't think the creator is going to want to end this shit. Hmm, that's a good point. What? Said, I don't know. Sounds like a good point. Yeah, I don't know. What sounds like a good point? <laughs> that people would be thinking about this pandemic and thinking about the plagues and revelations and shit. Could be, but I don't know if it's gotten that intense. Because, like, if it's really to the level of revelations then we're all going to be running and panicking in the street and people are going to be driving crazy in their car. It'll be like a full-on running and panicking type thing if it's like Chapter 4 of Revelations. Like, if it's like Revelations Chapter 4 or 5, then we're all going to be running and panicking in the street and going crazy. So I don't know if it's gotten to that level of everybody running and panicking and going crazy yet. A lot of people are panicking. No, but it's not like, like the way, when I read Revelations, like the way I read it is I picture like a bunch of people like driving or like running, racing fast in their cars to try and escape a disaster in order to come into another disaster that they can't escape and this kind of shit. You know, like, I don't think it's gotten to that intense of a level yet.
Yeah, I'm but having then, trouble know, staying again, awake. See, that's what, okay. Okay, well, we'll so, so uh, I guess tune in next time, and I think we should probably cover more Yahoo when we do tomorrow, but tune in next time when we hear about how we're being screwed with and how we're trying to stop ourselves from being screwed with. We haven't covered that many articles today. But, um, but yeah, okay, we'll, we'll deal with it then. But, yeah, no, you know, I don't know. This is getting me. I probably don't have the guts to kill myself because probably I'm going to go to hell when I die and all that shit. But I don't know. Okay. All right. Peace out. Peace out. Yes.